Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to journey with me today. So before we start, I, um, I know most of you, I don't know all of you, um, but I don't know, so I'm just going to give you all the details. But I, um, for almost seven years, have been working with Destiny Rescue, and um, some of you might know of who they are, but they exist to rescue children from sexual slavery overseas. Um, and so I was a general manager for their Australian operations, and for me, that was more than a job. It was such, it was an amazing ministry, and it was something that I very easily could pour my all into, and I just loved it. I loved the challenge from day one. With them, there was always something uh, challenging and new, and I felt like I was at my limit <laughs> at so many points, and a lot of my friends can contest to witnessing that. Um, but God just used that so much to teach me so much, and I'm so thankful for that, that time that I had with them. So, yeah, I was with them for about seven years, and um, my last year with them was probably my most challenging it's when I cried out to God the most. Um, it's when I had the most tantrums and just wanted out so much because it was hard and um, it was a lot of foundational work and it just took a lot. Um, and But I knew that God had a plan and I knew he had me there for a reason. So I was like, God, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to move on unless you say, yes, this is your time. This is your time for release. And I wanted that now, like I wanted it in that moment, and it didn't come for about a year. And um, in that last year, it was the hardest by far, but I look back now and can see how much I learned. And I would probably say to, so honestly that in that last year, I learned more than I did in the other six years that I was there. It was just that consolidated, <laughs> testing, refining moment. Um, but it did come at a cost, and I wasn't um, dealing with it the best. And Towards the end, I um, burnt out pretty bad and I ended up having to take stress leave for a few weeks and was very humbled in that moment. And I was just a bit of a mess. I was broken, I was labelled de depressed, I was stressed and I was like, well, God, I'm doing what you want me to do. What's going on? <laughs> like, this is what you asked me to do. Why is this not working? Why is, this, why is something out of alignment? And... You know, I had to just lock myself away for those two weeks and I had amazing friends that were around me and I just, I locked myself into God and was just really praying for direction, praying for release. <laughs> you know, God, is, is this my time to move on? Have I given all that I have? Um, and I didn't get it, <laughs> but I did get filled up enough to keep going and it was about a month later that I was locking up the office for the Christmas holidays and I was leaving and I just felt this real shift in my spirit and it was like I almost saw this tumbleweed rolling through Destiny Rescue and I was like, oh, okay, I think that's done. Like there's no more flesh on the bones. I think I've given all that I can give and I've learnt and taken all I have and this is this, is this release. And so... I prayed and just said, you know, God, if this is the time for release, then would you just confirm it? Because it's a big deal. I don't have another job <laughs> to go to. Like, I want to know that I'm, you know, I've held up this long. I want to know that it's you. And that weekend, um, SJ was, was preaching. And at the end, she invited everyone to come down and 
be prayed for as a church. And I came down and without even realising, like she just prayed the most amazing prayer and she said, God's releasing you into a new season. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> what's it going to be? <laughs> and I was so stoked. I was like, yes, career move. I'm chasing the next big thing. Watch out, Compassion CEO, move over on there next. And so yeah, I didn't quite... Um, know what God had in planned um, or in store for me. And so I um, talked to my nearest and dearest and sought wisdom from them, but it was like, yep, you know, God said it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in my resignation. I don't want to stay there knowing that I'm looking for something else. I want them, you know, I want to be there and be 100% there. Um, and so I saw out my notice and I was like, yes, okay, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to have some time off, maybe a few weeks, maybe even a month. And... Um, I'm just going to you know, enjoy myself, enjoy the days, enjoy not working long hours and have the stress. And um, that few weeks to a month turned out to be a year. <laughs> um, and so it's that year that I want to share with you today and what God's taught me through that year. I only started back in a, in a, work, like a work situation this year. Um, and so it's been a massive contrast to last year just having the time to spend time with God and spend hours upon hours a day with God. And he just used that in such a mighty, mighty way to realign me, to bring me back from burnout, to restore me and to, again, set my eyes on him. Because who knows, sometimes even if you're doing what God wants you to do, um, unless you know who you are and who God said you are, it will burn you out. And so I learned so much about being in proper alignment and the importance of what God says about me and who I am. And knowing that being is well, well far beyond more important than what we do. And so today is all about identity and who God says we are. Because there are so many voices in the world that very, very loudly shout who we are. As women, as mothers, as single women, as Christian women as wives, as career women, like there are so many voices that are competing and that are telling us who we should be. They're telling us what we should wear, what we should look like, you know, they're telling us, you know, what our size should be or whatever. Even my eyebrows feel pressured <laughs> these days. Like that's my most stressful part of my days, <laughs> getting those on point. It's, it's stressful and it's because the world are like, yes, you should look like this if you don't look like this. And as a curvy red-headed girl, like it does, it takes its toll sometimes because you're different and it's like, oh, you know what, throw that off and embrace who God has created you to be. So today I want to encourage you in that and I want to share some truths that God taught me. And, and last year he took me through um, many, many lessons, but there was one in particular about identity and, and I did a massive study on everything, like pulled out from his word, everything that he says I am. And it was for two weeks that I felt the Lord challenged me to speak those over myself for two weeks straight. And my gosh, in those two weeks, something shifted. Like there were so many other things that I was learning through that time, but something shifted, something shifted. Even the walking into another room, like I say that, but literally walking into a room, I walked in differently than what I did. And so I want to put some resources in your hand today. I want to be able to speak these truths over you. Even if it's just one thing that could be realigned in your life today, I want, I want you to catch that. And so um, in, in the Bible, I'm going to go to Matthew. And it, it just is talking about when, when Jesus was, you know, drawn into the wilderness and led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil 
And I'll just read like to you now because that's a bit of a basis of where I'm going to share from today. And so they might have it on the screens. If not, just follow along. But it's Matthew chapter 4. And it says, And then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. You, you think? <laughs> I read that, I'm like, what? Now when the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into a holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him again, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again the devil took him up onto an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. And the devil left him. And behold, the angels came and ministered to him. And so when I was going through the study of identity, this came up and I was reading through this and I couldn't believe it. You know when like there's just a fresh revelation you're like oh my goodness how have I not seen that before but Jesus has been tempted in the wilderness he's not eaten for 40 days 40 nights like that in itself is crazy and ridiculous and so amazing that he's done that and then the enemy comes and questions his identity if you are the son of God twice if you are the son of God you know turn these stones into bread you can eat it you're hungry I know you know if you are the son of God throw yourself down and the angels will catch you And so it's so important that we know who we are and who God says we are. Because if Jesus is being questioned, if his identity is questioned, we need to be on guard too and we need to know who we are and who he says we are. Because just before this, just before he was led into the wilderness, it was when he was baptised. And so John the Baptist baptised him and it says that a dove came and fell upon him like the Holy Spirit. And there was a voice from heaven that said, "'This is my Son in whom I am well pleased.'" In that moment, God, a voice from heaven is saying, this is my son, Jesus, this is your identity. You are the son of God. Next minute, wilderness, devil, questioning. (laughs) So what I want to do today is speak some truths over you. Speak these truths over you. Challenge you to question what you have been believing and what truths or mistruths you have been believing, what labels. It could be, you know, what your family have have spoken over you before. It could be past relationships and toxic things spoken over you. It could just be things that you think you're yourself. It might be, you know, failures or past times where you've missed the mark that just rings so loudly. We as women, as godly women, if we want to live in the fullness of who he's created us to be, if we want to do everything he's called us to do, we need to have this down pat because we, there will be times when we are questioned. There will be times where we're challenged and there will be times where we have to do things and we need to tap into God's truth to be able to do them. So, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. So, I'm going to speak some truths. And I just hope, you know, that you would allow them just to hit your heart, challenge your mindsets, challenge what you've been told, challenge what you've been believing. So... You can and you will. 
But God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things. Anything that comes up, anything in life. This is why I think, you know, God is so practical. We have to live practically every day. And he says that you can do all things. Anything that comes up against you, you can do. Do you know that you're anointed, that the spirit of the Lord is upon you? Do you know that you've been created with a purpose in mind? You're not just here. God knit you together in your mother's womb with a purpose in mind. And he hasn't just put you on earth to try and just bump around and and try and figure it out. Like he has anointed you to be able to do it. Oh, this one. I am called for such a time as this. You are called for such a time as this. Let it not be spoken over you that you're too young to do anything or you're too old to do something or you're too busy, you know, in a season of motherhood. That's busy. I, all my friends, they have children, they're busy and they're stretched beyond what I could even imagine. But that is a season that God's appointed you to and anointed you for. That is a season that you've been called to. And in 2019, right here, right now, you have something to be able to give even if it's just a smile or an encouragement, but I know it's much more than that (laughs) because he's put gifts in you. Don't ever think that you're too far over the hill or that you've made too many mistakes or it's just not the right time. Like, if you allow God permission, he will use you in every single season that you're in. You are bold. Like, you are bold. (laughs) When you have to approach things when there might be difficult times or you might have to approach people, that's always confronting and obnoxious. God says that you are bold. He says the righteous are as bold as a lion. We are bold. We can talk to people about the love of God. Like you can talk to people about your journey. You don't have to shy back. You don't have to be intimidated. Not all of us, um, you know, Vicks, so extra. She doesn't have a problem with that. I'm quite shy. Like, this is a big deal to be able to, you know, speak in front of people. But it's like, okay, I am bold. Okay, well, God says I'm bold. I'm bold. We do this. You know, there are situations in work. You might be wanting a promotion or feel God leading you into a position. You think, oh, you know, I can't do that. You, that intimidation might come upon you. God says you are bold. So in that boldness, step into that situation with wisdom, of course, but know that you are bold. And I think the important thing to realise as we speak over these truths is this is truth. Like we believe this is truth no matter what. It's our position and it's our opportunity to tap into that. We have the opportunity whether we believe it or not. It doesn't make it any less true. We have the opportunity to tap into it. You are courageous. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. When you come to God in your weakness, in your brokenness, in your failures, you say, you know what, God, I missed the mark there. I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? You're forgiven. It's done. And in the same token, where to forgive others? We need to be able to know that we are forgiven and not walk in shame anymore, but also to show that to people as well. You are clothed with gladness. Does anyone just have those obnoxious days where some, like everything goes wrong, my might be one thing or might be everything and it could just ruin your whole day well a few times that happened last year and I was challenged because God says he's clothed clothed us with gladness so I'm like oh 
okay, I'm not, I'm not exactly feeling it because of this, this and this, but God, I choose to put on that gladness. I choose to clothe myself with gladness. And you know what? Pretty quickly that smile comes. You allow yourself to have a giggle or you allow yourself to actually enjoy your day without letting the other circumstances come in. And I think the biggest thing for us is to know that when we put our identity in circumstances, they will always fail. Seasons, seasons change. I went from being the general manager to a growing organisation where I had authority, I was in leadership, I was being, um, you know, asked to go speak at lots of places, uh, I was had great salary, I was saving, I could travel, I could travel for work, I could travel for, you know, personal things as well. But when seasons change and you don't have that anymore, your identity can't be held up by that. And in the same token, you know, when... So I'm 32. I've been single my whole life, for my whole 32 years. Never even held a boy's hand. <laughs> I have red hair. I'm curvy. <laughs> when you start thinking about these things, they can build up your identity. And that is not good, because that's not truth. And so it's so important to make sure that what we're believing is not circumstantial, that can't shift and can't change in the seasons and can't... Um, yeah, to pull, like a rug pulled out from you. Because I know that when I finished with Destiny Rescue, I had to go through this journey of, oh, I don't have these things anymore. And I didn't know at the start that it was going to be a whole year. <laughs> and so it was very, very important that I quickly then made sure my identity was in, thing, were, were in things that weren't circumstantial. You are never separated from the love of God. What are things that you're never separated from? Yourself, wherever you go, there you are. Your skin. Like, if you think about that for a minute, like, wherever you go, that's there. That's the same as God's love. Like, you can go nowhere without God's love being there. You're not, you're never separated from it. If God is for you, who could be against you? The God of the universe is for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants, it says Jesus came to give us abundant life. And so I believe with all my heart that to tap into that, these are the keys. These are the keys. You, if you start believing this, don't tell me that you're not living an abundant life. You'll be so surprised, so surprised at how you're approaching life. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knits you together in your mother's womb. He formed you. He thought about you. He thought about what he wanted you to do every single day of your life. You are thought of. You are more than a conqueror. He loves you. The first commandment, to love your God with all your heart. The second is to love our neighbours as ourselves. Do you know that all needs to work together? Like we know how to love because God first loved us. But for us to be able to successfully love each other, we need to be able to love ourselves. And so that was one of the, the craziest things I had to learn last year is I, I don't really love myself very much. I've been too busy doing God's work that I'm like, well... You know, I'll deal with that later. And I had to come to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty average at loving myself. And that meant that I was pretty average at loving others. And so it's so important. It's not something just to push aside, no matter what age, no matter what season. Know that it is important to love yourself and to be able to say that so wholeheartedly. I love myself. It's freeing. It's amazing. You are fierce and not fearful. You have nothing to fear. God says that he's not given us a spirit of fear, 
So anytime you feel that rise up in situations, no, that's not of God. You can choose to walk in peace. You can choose to cast that fear down. You have self-control and are disciplined. I'm just going to leave that one there. Everybody knows something in their life that they need that. But it's true. That's true. God says we are. And he says that you have godly wisdom because he gives it to you. He says, do we need more wisdom? Ask. And he gives it to us. Trust in that wisdom. Trust that God is giving you that wisdom when you need it. You are loved by God so much. And he's not just created you to live a life separate from him, but he's created you to live a life with him and journey through life with him. Do you know that you have authority over fear, doubt and unbelief? When these things very subtly creep in, you have authority to recognise them and to choose not to believe them. You are the righteousness of God through Christ. That means you are in right standing with God. You are righteous and upright and you're covered with a robe of righteousness. Despite our sin, despite our failures, only in what Jesus did for us on the cross, we are righteous. And that means we're in right standing with God. It means we can go to him knowing and bold, bold in that, knowing that we're in right standing with God. You are led in, into truth by the Holy Spirit. Do you know, God gave us the Holy Spirit as a teacher, as our comforter, as our helper, as so many things. And one thing I pray every single day, maybe a thousand times a day, is, Holy Spirit, would you lead me into all truth? Because when there's confusion, when there's decisions that need to be made, when you feel like, oh, what's, what's going around, like it's chaos, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead us into all truth. And I believe that with all my heart, that truth is, you know, what you should do in a circumstance. God knows. He knows the details. Nothing is a surprise to him. And so the Holy Spirit is there to lead you into that. You are, ne- you are convicted, never condemned or shamed by God. This is a huge thing for us to know, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, which always brings peace, even though it might be challenging, it always brings peace, or the condemnation, which always brings shame. And where to know the difference of that, and where to know that, yes, we are free to be convicted by God, but we are also free to not be condemned by the enemy or by the world, what they say we should be, or where we miss the mark, what they say, you know, we're worth. You are chosen elect of God, holy and beloved. You are attractive, beautiful and called to walk in the fullness of who you are and who God has created you to be. God does not make rubbish. He did not make time, like put aside time to make you rubbish. He made you beautiful. He made you attractive. Cast down what the world says about that and trust that God knows beautiful. He knows attractive. And trust that he's made you in that. We're made in his image. And he gives us permission to love ourselves and to accept ourselves. You are a work in progress. Amen? (laughs) You are. He's not finished with you yet. He says that he'll work on us all the time. You are a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. He calls you a peacemaker. When I was at Destiny Rescue, I would struggle so much with trying to keep people happy, even though I had authority to make decisions. I would, you know, take on everybody's, you know, feedback and I would run around like crazy trying to make sure that everybody was happy. And in the end, there was no peace. (laughs) There was no peace. 
But what God's called us is a peacemaker. We can make peace in our homes. We can make peace in our workplace. We can make peace with our children. We can make peace with our partners, with our husbands, whoever it might be. God has called us that, so we are. You are strong when you are weak. That's just a fact. It is a fact. You are strong when you are weak. You are a child of God, an adopted daughter of the King. You are accepted, redeemed, predestined, chosen, holy, and beloved. You are accepted when a relationship falls apart and you feel rejected. God says you're accepted. And he's the God of the universe and he's accepting you. Man's rejection should mean nothing to us. Sure, it might hurt. (laughs) It might be hard to get through. But God's acceptance should be way, way, way more than any of man's rejection. You have all that you need for God supplies it all. When I read that verse, when I, when I read it, I always think financially, like, yes, God, would you supply it all? And last year, because I wasn't working, I, you know, I was um, sacrificing income, and I was spending uh, savings. So I was like, yes, God, you need to supply it all. Like, you need to sustain me through this time off if that's what you want for me. But at the time, I was single and had moments where I was lonely and wanted companionship. And I challenged God with that. God, you say you'll supply it all. So will you meet that need? Like there are so many needs other than financial in our life that man can't fill. <laughs> like man will always in some way without meaning to disappoint, but God won't. And he says he will supply all of our needs. And so I wanted to mention that this morning and challenge you. What are things other than financial that you need? Know that God can supply it. You are being transformed by the renewing of your mind and washed by the word. And this is what I experienced when I was speaking these things over myself. God says that we're to be washed by the word. And these things are so powerful. God's word is so powerful that it can wash away old thinking. It can wash away labels. It can wash away past hurt. It can wash away so much and replace it with with his truth. And that transforms us. You are to be anxious for nothing. God says that we're to come to him instead and give our prayers, put our requests to him. And he exchanges that for peace. He's like, yep, okay, give me that. I'm going to give you my peace instead. Why do we worry about things then? It's just human nature, but that stirred up a boldness in me to be like, okay, all right, I'm worried about this. God, I'm coming to you, and I'm going to take your peace. You're going to hear what I need, and I'm going to trust for you to work on my behalf, and I'm going to take your peace. I will not, you will not fear man, and you've not been given the spirit of fear. And you, you're not made to entertain fear, doubt, or unbelief. And I think, you know, I got a picture of that. It's like when you invite someone over and you entertain them, you make dinner for them, you've got drinks, you've got dessert. And got, the Bible says we're not to entertain fear, doubt or unbelief. And so it's so important to recognise that when it's coming. Oh, that's a fearful thought. Oh, that's, you know, that's doubt. To be like, sorry, you're not invited in. I'm not entertaining you tonight. Dinner has, you know, the table has not been set for you. No. You have been set free in the truth. You are a friend of Jesus and he has all of your heart's desires safe and secure in his hands. You have the attention of God and his eyes on you. You are healed and you are never left or forsaken. And what we've got for you today is all of these confessions on a card and it's in in front. And my hope and prayer and challenge to throw down to you is would you start 
reading these? Would you study? It's got the, the Bible verses with it as well. And would you start to just give it a go? Just challenge yourself. Start to believe these things for two weeks. If you can do it for two weeks, that's what God challenged me with. And ever since then, I still read it all the time. And I can tell when I haven't read them. Would you read them? Would you start to speak these over yourself? Because it's one thing to read it and it's one thing to get it in, but to confess it over yourself, gosh, that's when power comes. And I'd, they've got um, some photos. A friend on Facebook put these up the other day of an experiment they did with rice. And you might have seen it done with plants before. But they cooked some rice, some white rice, and they put it in three separate jars. Have you got those photos? Oh, yep. Yep. And on one jar, they put the words, I love you. On the middle one, it's called control. And on the other one, it says, I hate you. And so on the one that says, I love you, they spoke life over it. Oh, you are so good, Rice. Oh, look how white you are. I bet you would be so delicious. Like, just like, oh, you look so fresh and just fun stuff, like life. On the middle one where it said control, they actually ignored. And to their surprise, it actually got festier quickly, more like faster. And on the other one, they spoke hate over the rice. And this is the same rice. It was cooked in the same batch. It was cooked, it was under the same conditions. And on the one they, that had, I hate you, they said, oh, you would taste disgusting. Look at you. Oh, you're already like going feral. And they just spoke anything that was counter to speaking life. And you can see like the one that had, the one that they spoke life over and they loved on was white still. The one that they ignored was feral. You wouldn't want to eat that. And the one that they spoke hate over is feral as well. And that's crazy. Like, they just did that experiment at home with their kids. And I was like, yes, I'm going to show the women that because it is so important on what we say over ourselves. Like, rice is one thing, but ourself. Like, we need to be able to know God's truth and speak it over ourselves with boldness, with conviction, and with authority. And you know what? I'd much rather be tasty white rice than, <laughs> than the others. And, um, and one thing I do want to add as I wind up is, you know, when, when Jesus was questioned, when his identity was questioned, it was right after God confirmed it and said, you know, this is your identity. You are my son. You are the son of God. And then the enemy came and started questioning that. When I started doing this, I was like, this is amazing. Oh, my goodness. You know, walking into rooms differently and believing God's truth over myself. And um, it was life-changing. It, it is life-changing. And about a month or so later, uh, I was on a... God challenged me to do a green juice fast for five days. And if any of you know me, you know that I have a palate of a 12-year-old. And that, that was just a big ask for God to be like, you're doing a juice fast. And all you're going to drink is just green cold-pressed juices. And I did that for five days where I ate or drank nothing else but that and water. And on the third day, um, I was selling a few things on Gumtree. I'd given a whole heap of stuff away and I was selling a heap because I didn't need it anymore. And this guy came to collect a bookshelf and so I went downstairs and I was just chatting to him he would have been maybe 36 37 and um so he then started asking some questions oh, are you moving out like or are you moving in why are you selling it and I was like oh look I've moved back in um with my parents um by that point I had dealt with that not being an identity crisis <laughs> for me um and and straight away as soon as I said that oh are you not married 
And I was like, nope, like I dealt with that too. I was like, nah, like I live at home with my parents, it's fine. And straight away, oh, you're in your 30s, right? Like you shouldn't be taking too much time. Like you've, your biological clock will be ticking. Like what are you doing? I was like, mate, if you only knew I was on the third day of a green juice fast, you would not be questioning me. But he kept going me. I was like, mate. <laughs> and um, turned out he was a Christian and um, had lots of opinions about um, women speaking and teaching in the church and all sorts of things. And, and I, like, I sent him on his merry way. I was like, yeah, I'm done with you. Go, take the bookshelf, go. <laughs> and I went upstairs. I was like, God, what was that? Like, what the heck just happened? And the Holy Spirit was just like, well, recognize what that was. And I was like, hmm. Ah, he questioned every part of my identity that God had been rebuilding and restoring. And I was like, not today. Like, <laughs> don't, like, be on your way. But it will happen. And it happened a second time, a month after. I was going to the doctors and I was having to have surgery. And, um, and so this was like an initial, you know, check-in. And the doctor came in, and, and before that, the night before, I just felt my spirit, God say, just be on guard tomorrow the appointment. I was like, okay. And so I go in. Um, he barely sits down, barely looks at my name and date of birth and asks me, oh, are you married? Have you got children? I was like, no, single, like, not married. Oh, well, have you thought about your biological clock? You know, that's ticking. Like, you probably need to get on to that. Like, don't be fussy. Like, don't even, don't be fussy. Just you need to meet someone and to do that. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and that, that one shocked me more and I had to cry in the car. And I was like, God, you need to <laughs> help me again. And, and I had to line again to be like, okay, no, well, God says this about me. God says that I'm more than my marital status. Single women, you are more than your marital status. And it, got, it made me get to a point where I had to be like, you know what, God, I know you hear my prayers. I know you know it's my prayer to meet someone and get married and have children. But it, if it doesn't happen until I'm 71, I'm not going to, I don't know why I thought of 71, but it was like, if it's not going to happen until then, I'm not going to live a subpar life. I'm give, going to give my life to you. And if it's just you, you, me, Jesus, roaming around the world, doing what you want me to do, then I'll do that. And it took to be at that point where I was in that full release and that was like the last little thing that came into play where I was like, yes, I'm not held back by anything. You are not your marital status. You're not your financial status. You're not, you're not your career. Um, I had to switch from chasing a career to chasing my calling and even better than that, chasing the one who called me. And that is what I want you to encourage and encourage you with this morning. And just so you know, about a month after that, I actually met someone. <laughs> I know. So, God is good all the time. But we need to align to what his truth is. And we need to believe what he believes for us. And when we're in proper alignment, when these things, when we're not chasing after things that take us away from what he really thinks about us or what he really wants to do with us, he can give them back and go, okay, now it's in proper alignment. Now you're in the right space. You can have this back. And so this morning, or to this afternoon, God, we're, gosh, we're having trouble with time today. Um, I really want to challenge you. Read these things. Study them in the Word and speak them over yourself and add your own things. God's spoken specific things into your life before. Add them. Speak those things out and believe God at His Word and at His truth. Amen. Oh, so good. All right, I'm just going to pray and then we will close. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're a God of love. 
And we thank you so much that we can come today and gather as women who want to draw closer to you, who want to know more about you and know more about what you think of us. And we thank you that you're a God who wants to be close to us. We thank you that you're a God who speaks such amazing things over us. And Lord God, we just pray that the word that was spoken today would not return to you void. Lord God, that we would take your truth and we would speak it over our lives and align ourselves to really what you say about us. And we just pray that in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.